This is interview 27B. This is Dr. Robert Smedley reporting in for Omen Investigations. I am interviewing Clone 271. Good evening, 271. How are you doing? I'm alright, thank you. Good. I'm here to talk to you about the events that occurred in Cairo about a week ago. Yes. Are you prepared to give a full statement? Yes, yes I am. Very well. Dr. Smedley, can you please give us a full recount of what happened in Cairo and the resulting mess? So approximately two weeks ago we were in a small town in Louisiana trying to deal with a vampire queen who was creating some of the tears of Set. Unfortunately she managed to get away and she flew across the Atlantic Ocean with the rest of her brood and made her way to Cairo. It seems like the vampire queens had been working together for some time in order to create a new substance that would allow them to resurrect their great empress. She'd been trapped there with the pyramids on top of her for a very long time. And what is this bit about gamma agents? You were working with gamma agents? So when we got there, by the time we got there, apparently some gamma agents had actually infiltrated our base and then they'd used a nuclear bomb to destroy the pyramids. Their assumption at the time was that that would get rid of all the vampires, but in fact it actually managed to get her out of her little tomb and out into the world. The vampires themselves had used the Tears of Set to create enough psychic energy to resurrect her, and she was busy destroying the city, and there was nothing much we could do other than band together and try and solve the problem. Mm, very well. What happened next? I'll start with what happened with Koala Jackson and Rose Gibsonton. Koala Jackson had just returned from God knows where, and he had a strange dark crowbar with him. I know you guys have him in custody right now, but at the time we didn't think much of it because there was a giant monster on the loose. They were tasked with defending the Omen base and also to go and find a piece of gamma equipment that could help us stop the Vampire Empress. Very well, Dr. Smedley. Please begin in your own time. I am very interested to find out what happened next. been given the task of commanding the remaining omen and gamma forces to um deal with the vampires that are coming out of the vampire empress so it's so like she is this giant sort of like titan-esque kind of creature and from underneath her all of these little vampires are crawling out and like you know you know that horrible frog yep that like gives birth yep. through its back yeah she's doing that but with like 
these gross oh, bug awful. things. And she's doing it through her feet. She's doing it through her feet, yeah. Please, no one make fan art of that. <laughs> I, oh, man. I don't want to see that fan art. It'd be beautiful. I genuinely mean that. Don't, don't, don't draw that. Don't think about drawing it. Please. I don't know if this is reverse psychology. <laughs> I kind of want to see it. I kind of see. I want to see what people's like visions of this creature would Just be. Just send it to Sean because I never really described them. <laughs> Big old thing that's really creepy, and it's got like loads and loads of legs, uh, and it's it's like propping itself up, and it's crawling along the sand right now, and there's there's all these things coming out of its back and out of its underneath, and it's got these big sort of tentacly things that are coming out from underneath it and they're reaching down into the city and they're pulling all of the sort of corpses up and then bringing them to its mouth and it's eating them and it's it's absolutely horrible and it's destroying all the buildings and it's marching towards the nile river so annabelle has gone off to deal with that you are currently there standing with Peyton Steele. Nelson, your character Koala appeared via a magical portal. Ah. Yes. Um, Summoned by a good friend of mine who's actually inside a good friend of mine. Ha <laughs> ha. That will become apparent what that means later. You've got your magical void crowbar now. You appeared just as the vampire empress was crawling out from the sand. Basically what happened was Annabelle and Smedley and Martin tried to aim the airship at the pyramids to blow up the vampires on them but unfortunately the airship ended up colliding with the helicopter that the gamma team were in gotcha so that's why i'm seeing this new person called peyton Steele standing next to me that i know nothing about and but we are united in a common disgust of this thing that you've built yes this this beast with a thousand backs Ugh. this this horrible creature i think you can measure the goodness of a thing based on how many backs it has that might get problematic at a certain point but once you get beyond that problematic point then it just becomes obvious <laughs> Is it a negative sort of curve? So, like, the more backs... Yeah, so, like, at first, like, yeah, if someone has two backs, like, they're still obviously a good person. Like, (laughs) come on. But once they get, like, a thousand backs, it's like, obviously, you can't be a good person. You can't be a good person if you possess a thousand backs. That makes sense. That's That's a good, like... Logical. You're going to get some very negative comments from all the listeners with a thousand backs saying they're being very unfairly stereotyped. I'm, I'm sorry. I just haven't. <laughs> some of my best friends have a thousand backs, okay? <laughs> I would have voted for a thousand back Obama for another year if I could. <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah, so you guys are sitting with Peyton um, right now. Peyton looks at both of you and says, Right, guys, we need to try and come up with a plan here. Uh, We've got a couple of Omen troop transports over there. Uh, We've also got some tanks over on that side, and we've also got uh, what looks like some sort of anti-aircraft guns. Uh, Listen, I I just came out of a magical portal. I don't know who you are, and you're offering me a tank. I'm very excited about this, but I'm also suspicious, because I might be dreaming. You're not dreaming. This is actually happening. Oh, good. I'm assured. (laughs) Hold on, who, who is this? Peyton, who is, who's this guy? What's, I'm like gesturing at Koala, like, what's going on? I, I don't... Uh, this, is, uh, this is Koala Jackson. We've uh, had some run-ins in Louisiana, and also uh, he brings you over to the side, and he whispers in your ear. I, I want to roll for agility to like kind of just like creep up and like listen. <laughs> agility? Mm, okay, yeah, right. Got an eight. Yeah, you ain't hearing this. Oh, snap. Is this a good time to get some water? Yes, go get some water. Okay, I'll be right back. So he leans in and goes, mm-hmm. do, you know, do you remember Project Dark Moon? Yes. Do you remember the uh, 
person we captured and then took to that uh, island. Yes, I'm assuming Rose knows all this stuff. <laughs> I'm I imagine just saying. So. Yes. I imagine so. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> I imagine Rose. Rose would just say yes anyway. She has a very intense look on her face, and she's trying to remember. It's like yes, yes. yes I don't want to look yes. stupid in front of my boss. I know. I, yeah. I don't. I mean, it's obvious. If I actually remembered all this, I would already know who he is. But I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was um, Koala Jackson. Oh. We think that he has something to do with void gods. Something dodgy's going on with him, and we've been trying to figure out why he's connected to them. We're kind of worried that he is going to be the one to bring about the apocalypse. So sure. Or at least one of the apocalypses. Not this one. And he points at the big beast with a thousand backs. That's like eating things. Now, a, a different, different apocalypse uh, might happen because of this guy. So I, uh, Rose gestures. Okay, at- I've, I've returned. Am I still not hearing... Anyone? Because I'm just kind of yeah. You're not hearing anyone. You see, we're we're both looking at you, and I point at you, and what I say where you can't hear it to Peyton is like, so so does that should I should I kill him? Is that what you're saying? If I if we don't want another apocalypse to happen, do you want me to just? uh, I have a gun. I have a lot of guns. Well, the thing is, we we've got some very important investors who really want to know what (sighs) he knows, so we can't really kill him yet. Okay. But if you can find out anything about that crowbar he's carrying, maybe get a sample of it or something, that might be useful. But don't like don't like pressure yourself. He's very dangerous. I just wave <laughs> with a big toothy grin. <laughs> Rose ignores it. Just be careful out there, okay? Okay. Um... It's like you, you, you remember um, Forrest Gump and when mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is on the shrimp boat and he's just waving? That's me. <laughs> Hello. Are you waving? Do you have your crowbar out? Are you like waving with your crowbar? You yeah, just... let's say that. I'm waving with the crowbar. The crowbar's making like horrible dark tentacle like motion things in the air as he's shaking it. <laughs> just after images and you aren't sure if they exist. That's nice. Genuinely terrifying. <laughs> hey, and guys, we've got some infantry over there. We've got tanks over here and we've got some, uh, what looks like some anti-aircraft guns over there. Um, there appear to be mm-hmm. a massive swarm of giant insects coming this way. And we need to figure out a strategy to best deal with them mm-hmm. whilst I get the second plan in place. I don't think any of these people are going to survive, but we need to basically delay them until you guys can get to Project Saharan Freedom, which is on the other side of Cairo. <laughs> That's such a covert name. Um, <laughs> I came up with it in the shower. <laughs> I, I dig it. Uh, I say, so you don't expect any of these soldiers to live or any of the civilians? Well, these are all soldiers. The civilians are already dead. Oh, you weren't here for that, were you? No, I wasn't here for the ah. mass genocide this time. Yeah, you didn't see the mass genocide this time. No, um, the vampires spread the red liquid all over this bank of Giza. Okay, so I've got this really absurd idea that my friend is telling me. My friend here, Crowey, that's his name. Um, Rose has just this sort of disgusted look and confused look on her face. It's like, what is happening? So these soldiers will very likely die, correct? Probably. So do you mind if they die before then? We we need the soldiers to fight the, the, the vampire swarm. The soldiers can't do Jack, Rose, which is your name because you've said it. <laughs> I, I'm looking at these soldiers and you see that guy? That guy in particular, that guy over there with the little thing, with the little picture of his daughter, just like tucked inside of his shirt. Yeah, you die in the third act, mate. You die right as you're about to escape. I'm trying to calm, I'm trying to get get Koala to stop telling the soldiers they're going to die because we need them to die. And if we tell them they're going to die, they might just run away. I'm like, shh, 
Here's the thing, we don't need any of them. All I've got is Crowy here, and Crowy says I it's the only friend I need. <laughs> so if I sacrifice at least 17 faces from these people, Crowy will become incredibly powerful and let me surmount anything that could possibly hurt me. I look at Peyton, like, do you think this will work? Peyton uh, looks at Koala and he looks at the crowbar and he shrugs and goes, I, I suppose it could, but um, these are your agents, Koala. These are your Omen agents and you wouldn't want this to get back to your base, I suppose. Oh, so we have to kill all of them. Because oh, cause one, of the, one of you here could be a snitch, couldn't you? <laughs> Rose is again trying to calm down. It's like, look, I, I motion. is there like a tent? or a building or something we could go behind and bring 17 agents with us and then say the vampires killed them? <laughs> I would say, yeah, there is there's one of the tents nearby that didn't get blown up when um, Thad and Millard blew up all the sort of missiles around this area. Rose is like, look, Koala, just get him in. We'll get him in the tent. And then we could be like, oh, no, there was a vampire. Like, just get, just like. I feel like it would be very predatory for us to lure people <laughs> inside of a tent under false pretenses and take their faces. Well, you're take the predatory part is stealing their faces. I, th I, th I think lying to them well, is the not. The predatory part is the conditions <laughs> under which the faces are taken. Oh, man. I feel like there's a very innate philosophical conflict we're having here, which I'm happy to have. But I also believe that the more we talk about it, even though they can barely hear us over the like the sound of like whirring machinery and clicking their own guns because they think they can do something to fight the vampire horde, I f still feel like they're starting to get the general vibe of we are going to kill them and take their faces. So they don't. Oh, so oh. they don't need to be alive for you to take their faces? They don't need to be alive, but they could be alive. Oh. It's up to you. <laughs> oh wow. Uh... <laughs> Make a choice. This is, an interesting <laughs> this is your choice directly, just to make that absolutely clear. Well, my choice is to lure them into a tent and then kill them and then steal their faces. Okay. And you're telling me I'm a predator. So, you're, wanna... so you are choosing three things. You're choosing to lure them into a tent, specifically lure, seduction. <laughs> Two, you're choosing to kill them. And three, you're choosing to take their faces Although I have some pot in the third one, so we can have that halvesies. Two and a half of these very morally dubious op options are yours. Just, just to make that absolutely clear before we do this thing. Okay. Uh, All right. Rose does not have any uh, moral compunctions <laughs> in this particular situation. You don't have a, a penalty to your moral roles. Uh, Peyton has at this point gone off to deal with the second part of the okay. plan. He's left you guys to deal with this. So I guess this is going to be one of those nice joint role things that I enjoy doing. So what would this be? Pers persuasion? I also Persuade. feel like it would be a little bit of focus. I want to use yeah. some of my eldritch influence to try to convince people to do something. Okay. That's oh, good. Nice. I got a 22 on persuasion. Damn. I did min-max. And I got a focus of 10. Okay, so, Shannon, how do you do this? There are a bunch of, like, people with weapons, like, staring at this, like, swarm of insects hurtling across the desert towards them. How are you going to convince them to go into the tent? Because, like, they're going to go in. It's just, how do you do it? How many people are there? Because I only need 17, right? Yeah, I'd say there's, I'd say there's, like, 25 of them, probably. Well, that leaves us with a good number. I walk over to the group and I say, hey, hey, and try to get everybody's attention. And then um, I say, OK, we have a plan. I need eight of you to go over there and, and, and watch if there's like a area where there's higher ground. 
uh, eight of you, you eight, and I like point to whatever amount. I'm just trying to separate them from the 17 that we're going to kill. Yep. I'm like, okay, uh, we need you to be stationed over there, and I point. I, I come over and I whisper and I say, hey, make sure the guy with the picture of his daughter tucks in his chest, he comes into the tent. And then I go into the tent. <laughs> Rose is just like a, a trained killer, but even she looks a little bit upset at this. The the guy with the picture of his daughter is trying to go with the other group. I'm like, hey, hey, no, no, not you, not you. Come over here, come over here. And I send out another guy uh, to the group that gets to live. And I'm like, uh, the rest of you, uh, leave your weapons here real fast. Um, I, I have like, a, I need to prepare y'all for the next mission over in this tent over here. So come with me. They all look at each other and then they drop their guns and they all head inside the tent. Oh, this is awful. It is awful. <laughs> I uh, I meet you at the tent entrance, and I'm like, you probably don't want to be here for this. And then I go inside the tent. Would you like to come into the murder tent with me? Uh, no. I'll look. I'll, I'll like, peek in, because I'm supposed to be getting information about the crowbar uh, for Peyton, but I don't really... It, it just sounds dis- disgusting. And I also, I feel like I should guard the door if they try to escape. Okay. Um... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled a 19. So what you see outside the tent is that the entire tent shudders. <laughs> and this black and purple light, this strobe, just begins to echo basically, like across the scenery. Like it affects the sky somehow and you aren't sure how. And you don't quite hear screams. You hear the space where screams should be. If I look through the door, what do I see? You see a man hacking people's faces off with a void crowbar. Wow. And it's and it's always a hole in one. I just like <laughs> manage to catch the right angle and I fling the face off and the face hits the, the side of the tent. And I go, one, two, three, four. The faces all come off and then they sort of start to circle around Koala, like as a sort of, sort of halo thing around him. What do you want to do with your power, your face magic, Koala? Oh, man. So, <laughs> I, I don't want to draw any obvious um, comparisons to this, but I start rubbing the crowbar really fast. Mm. Um, okay. It's getting powered up. Mm. Mm. Does Koala react if I take my phone out and start taking pictures or video? Um, Is he distracted enough or will he even care? I guess he's distracted, but do you want to roll for observation? What do, what do you want him to do, Koala? Do you want to see if you notice this? I feel like I am, I, I'm surrounded by the dead and the dying. I'm powering up this crowbar. I'm kind of distracted. The guy with a picture of his daughter tucked into his um, <laughs> jacket. I kind of crouch down by him while I'm powering up the crowbar vigorously. I say, now listen, Mike, there's two ways you could take this. The first is that you could clap some sand onto that little hole you got on the front of your head there, and you call that your new face. You got a got blood face, and that's a powerful face. That is a powerful and new face. On the other hand, you could die here and not retire in three days per the backstory that I have made for you <laughs> right here, right now, and have somehow nailed so. Why is it always retire in three days? It's always retire in three days. Like, everyone retires in three days. You too could retire in two days. You could make this to tomorrow if you just clap some sand on. Yeah, just like that. Okay. You will see your daughter again. I just needed 17 faces, not 17 corpses. Going out there, and I slap him on the butt, and he stumbles out of the tent with sand in where his face should be. I let him go out. 
Okay. Uh, I don't really know what to do in this situation, so... I have some photos, though. I, I text them to Peyton. This is something that your phone's content filter should protect it from? <laughs> it arrived blurred. <laughs> yeah, it really should, but it, it doesn't. It arrives on, like, whatever Gamma's version of WhatsApp is, and he replies with, like, a throwing up emoji. <laughs> Koala, you hear the crowbar talking to you, and it goes... I don't know what soul essence is, but Rose, can I talk to you about a plan in this here tent? Just walk, step inside. Uh, can I, can I? Most everything has baked now, so. Uh, can I roll for observation to see if he's trying to lure me in to kill me? Okay, go for it. Whoa, okay. Nat 20 plus two. <laughs> you must tell the truth, Cole. I do not want to kill you. Um, I simply enjoy privately talking with friends. A part of me feels good about excluding others, and I'm not proud of that. <laughs> okay, I walk in. Uh, I feel uh, I'm still keeping an eye on the crowbar in case it sort of overpowers Koala, but I'll walk in. Okay. Uh, this is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I just met you, and this is crazy, but I need you to shoot me out of an aircraft cannon so that I can kill all of the vampires <laughs> with my soul crowbar. All right. Where's the nearest aircraft anti-aircraft? Uh... The nearest anti-aircraft cannon is on the other side of the base uh, where Peyton is near the crashed wreck of the helicopter you were in. Would it, uh, I, I look at Koala and I'm like, would it be better if you got, like, if we got you in a helicopter or something? Or is the, is the most efficient way for this plan to go off as we shoot you into the air? Because we could probably find a helicopter or something. I feel like you've got all of these guns attached to you and near you. I see when you walk near guns, they kind of like, it's like, why do birds suddenly appear every time you're near? It's because <laughs> guns are drawn to you in some empathic way. So I feel like you would know how to fire me towards these targets in an efficient manner. The firing is important. I need momentum. Okay, let's go. Okay. The two of you make your way across the ruins of this um, camp. What do we do with all the soldiers? And more importantly, what do the soldiers do when they see the one guy comes back with sand in his face hole? Uh, I would say that as soon as they see the guy run out of the tent, they've all buggered off. <laughs> <laughs> so we have no allies. You have no allies now, um, so this better work. I mean, we, you took the faces of the majority of them. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're allied in a sense. I guess, inside your crowbar. The two of you get to the gun emplacement, and I guess you're gonna try loading him into the gun? Yeah. I mean, this- how, I don't- how I don't- I don't- uh... You're quite a big man, Koala. Yes. <laughs> and gun, gun turrets tend to have, like, a small tube, so how are you gonna do this? I gonna... actually did research about, uh, artillery yesterday. So did you? this gun can, yes, I did. I did it for uh, writing for a game which is not obsessed with death, uh, unlike my character called We Are the Caretakers, now available on Steam. You can wishlist it. Oh yeah, that one. Uh, it's not available, it's coming out. Anyway, I was researching aircraft cannon sizes and like the, the relative bore sizes and with what omen cannons would be for the threats that they are, um, that would correspond with around the larger size of the artillery uh, thing. Most of the larger artillery that was produced was produced during World War II. One was made, I think, by Britain, one was made by uh, the U.S., and one was made by Germany, and only the German one was used in combat. And all of that is to say, I could absolutely fit inside of this cannon, Sean. Believe me, I'm an expert now. I believe you. 
just to allow this bit to happen. Like, <laughs> I don't actually believe you. I really don't, but I'm, I'm, I will allow it to happen for this. So I guess you climb up and, and bung yourself into the artillery gun? Yep. I'm inside the artillery gun. I'm like, <laughs> use your gun skills to fire me! Alright, do you want to roll for agility, Shannon? Okay, now I have a, a plus four. I hope this goes off well. We'll see. If this doesn't go well, I'm in a very bad place. Uh, 12. Uh, I'd say that's a sort of, I guess, mixed success here. Because if it wasn't, you'd be losing both your legs. Ooh, I had some sand in my eyes. Uh, no, I, my legs aren't in here. I'm, I'm just, I'm sort of, I'm stuffing my spine and my butt. There would be a oh. lot of stuff happening. So you're sort of hanging out the front, like a sort of. Oh, are you shuffling back? Oh no, that's horrible. Yeah. How are you not like screaming internally from like claustrophobia? Um, I'm not worried about claustrophobia because I've got a friend in here. Oh, Crowy. Yeah. Okay. All right, the gun goes off and you fly into the air. You are now airborne, but heading directly for the swarm that is now coming over the dunes towards the rest of the base. What do you want to do? Can I use a portion of my body as a rudder? (laughs) Go on. That's a strength roll of 10, uh, but if you combine that with the passive-aggressive parasol I still have from Phantom, you do. I believe that gives me a bonus. It's an airfoil. Yeah, it is an airfoil. I'll allow it. Okay, what do you want to do? I glide up towards them, uh, towards this massive swarm. Mary Poppins style. Uh, not quite Mary Poppins style. It's a Mary Poppins was using her uh, parasol as a jet engine. Like, that's where it was positioned behind her. And I'm just jetting up towards these boys, and I let go of the parasol, letting that fall to the earth. That's that's gone now. I will sacrifice it to do this cool move. Okay. And what the cool move is, is I do, is, uh, all, there's all these vampires here. They're swarming towards it. They see me. They're like, that's a guy. That's a guy coming up towards us. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I have agency as a human being. And I swing. Okay. Uh, could you roll for focus, pull me, please? That is <laughs> a focus roll of five. Okay. A context bonus of however, of, of, of me what being you- airborne. And Mary Poppinsing and sacrificing an item and also not wanting to die. And 17 faces. Okay, uh, I'm going to make this a very, very mixed success then. Uh, just because you got rid of the passive-aggressive parasol. You swing the void crowbar and the crowbar lets out a massive blast of energy. And you go flying backwards towards Rose. Can I roll for agility to land back inside the, <laughs> the, 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 the aircraft barrel? You rolled a nine, so no, you go plowing straight into the, the sand and you're like covered with sand right now. The explosion from the crowbar has really buggered up your hand quite badly. Uh, you're going to lose five health for this. Oh, snap. And your hand is quite horrifically burnt from it. The vampires that were climbing towards you have all gone flying back and they have like crumpled up on the floor dead but there are still a bunch of them chasing towards you over the dunes right now it's at this moment that Peyton comes out and he goes what what happened to all of the men and the tanks uh you want to take this rose well the men whose faces we we stole 
or, or, or other men. Cause, yeah, uh, I mean, the other ones as well. I mean, I knew you were going to do some sort of weird mumbo jumbo face magic, but what happened to the rest of them? Uh, I think they they scattered before I could get to them. Why did they? Because Koala let one of the, the, the men live without a face. and uh, Rose. Mm-hmm. He was going to retire in three days. It was worth it. You, you can't just shoot people when they scatter. You know that, right? Like, it's not the only thing you can do. You can do other things as Rose well. Rose looks really confused. Like, you're saying I, sh- I I was feeling bad that I didn't shoot them, but you're telling me I, sh- I shouldn't have shot? Like, I, like you, you hired, we've talked, like, I'm good at, I'm... <sighs> Rose looks very frustrated. We've had this discussion before. You've been to conflict resolution many times now. The way to resolve conflict is to shoot someone. I have, I have, like, this great gun. Also I have- take the face, and then you can keep them with you forever, so you can always have discussions discussions are the heart of conflict resolution i'm in pain <laughs> i I'm, I'm sorry Peyton. i don't know where they went it's fine it's fine we need to get out of there anyway because those guys are going to come and swarm this place in a second luckily i've got something for us and you can hear in the back of the helicopter you were in a sort of loud roaring sound like a tiger are we in a helicopter no no so there's the crash helicopter nearby uh, gotcha and out come these three enormous, bigger than a tiger, bigger than a lion, cats. Ooh. Like, big, muscly cats. And Peyton looks at both of you and goes, uh, So I found a bunch of cats in Louisiana, uh, and I've been wanting to try this new serum that I found. Uh, we found it when I was uh, dealing with a uh, mad scientist over in uh, Bosnia. And uh, yeah, it worked quite well, as you can see. He then walks over to the first one and says, this is uh, freedom, uh, this is liberty, <laughs> and this is uh, El Presidente. Nice. Okay. Nice. Do you still have some of that serum left? Nope. All gone. All gone. And then he jumps on the back of freedom, and freedom lets out an enormous roar. And then he says, right, guys, get on. I get on uh, El, El Presidente. You can get on El up. Presidente. Okay. And then Koala. I'm going to... Um, Need a hand, Koala? Is there any way I could be inside the tiger lion thing? What? No. I want to control it like a like a flesh mech, Sean. <laughs> I want to roll to crowbar myself inside of its body, Sean. Oh. Uh. I know this is my single method of transport, but it ruins everything. But please be good. I just want to gently crowbar myself inside of its body, Sean. Oh my hand! It turns out the one thing that can defeat me is me. Do you really want to go inside the cat? Yeah. I want to get inside the cat, Sean. I want to crowbar myself inside in such a way that uh, liberty remains untainted, but I am inside of it like a flash mech pilot. Okay, what would the role for climbing inside a cat be? I'd say the cat's big enough. I'd say you'd be able to fit down its mouth like enough for it to be still comfortable these are quite big cats what what would the role be i don't know please someone help me with this i'm trying to figure out is is it strength like strength of will yeah i guess is peyton gonna let him do that crawl inside his cat's mouth it's a weird thing i know rose will just be like what is happening peyton is probably far too distracted by the giant monster and the fact that he's now got these i've got a roll to shrink the 19 sean yeah you did <laughs> all right i'm gonna crowbar myself inside of liberty i'm inside liberty all right you crowbar the cat's mouth open <laughs> you slide in 
and now you're like controlling Liberty like via the the, the dangly bits in its mouth. No, I, I'm 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 like this is direct piloting. I am its claws. I am its mind. I am its soul. I am wearing a Liberty flesh mech according to my inventory. I am okay. eternally That's fine. Liberty. Okay, you are Liberty now. Congratulations. Well done. I roar with the two mouths. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful. All right. The <laughs> Let it never be said that I don't ace the rolls that count. Rose is just grimacing. It's very strange. She watched the whole thing. I imagine this is quite disturbing. It's just like, what? Okay. I thought the guys that I was paired with earlier were strange. This <laughs> this is very intense. So you're saying that Gamma created some sort of hybrid cat monsters and they rode them across the city? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Attention. Attention. White Stallion Alert. Repeat. White Stallion Alert. Avoid deep storage until cleaning crews arrive. Oh god, not another unicorn escape. Alright, we're gonna finish recording now and we'll reconvene in this debriefing later. Someone go get the tranquilizer gun and make it the big one. Jesus Christ, oh god. The Omen podcast is powered by Ellipsis RPG, the accessible donationware rule set. Now available on itch.io. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. You can tweet to us at the hashtag OmenCast, that's O-M-E-N cast, and who knows, you might get a special mention in one of the episodes from us. Thank you for listening, and remember, stay vigilant. You never know what's out there.